Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 1. No, we did that one. This is a good one, though. Let's do it again. Hour 2 of Toronto at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us, because we just want to be loved. And yes, I, I know about what happened in New York City yesterday. I, I unfortunately don't really have time to uh, delve into it, but uh, at least eight are dead, a dozen are injured in the latest terrorist attack. And you know it's going to be a terrorist attack if Comrade de Blasio, the uh, the mayor of New York, is... Um, sanctuary City, New York. Sanctuary it? City, New York. And it turns out, though, the interesting thing for me is that this fellow uh, who is an Uzbek national, he comes from one of the stands. Yes, he is a Muslim. Um Yes, he obviously has been radicalized, but he was brought here on a program to help uh, a, a visa that they issue specifically. Diversity visa. Yeah, diversity visa, so we can try to diversify the United States of America because apparently it's uh, it's too white and too Christian, so we need to uh, bring people over here who are going to kill us. Whose bill was that back in 1990? Uh, I don't Chuck, know. Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer. When he was in the House of Representatives. There you go. Thank you, Chuck. So... Um, but we have a city election breathing down our neck, and so we need to um, we need to get to that. There are two things that I want to do. First of all, I want to ask a question. Will the real Erica Connors please stand up? And the reason why I'm asking, because we know right now that Erica Connors is uh, busy about the business of outsourcing um, her grassroots support. It's funny. I've seen her referred to now as client number 29. Uh, all over social media by people who are opposed to her re-election because when you go to the website, you see that she is client number 29 of this uh, postcards to voters thing. And uh, But well, the reason why we need to ask the question is, um, will the real Erica Connor stand up, is she gave two different answers to the union leader and to the concerned taxpayers of Manchester regarding the... Um, Regarding the tax cap. Oh. So the ta- the, the concerned taxpayers of Manchester asked, do you pledge to oppose breaking the municipal tax cap and raising property taxes above the rate of inflation? She said, yes. But in her commentary, she said, neither the school board nor the state legislature is responsible for setting the tax rate or voting on whether or not to break the tax cap. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. But in response to the union leader on the same question, which is in this morning's newspaper, um, Connors writes, hmm, hold on a second, got to get there. Well, hold on, maybe I'm misinterpreting this. So the question for the school board is, do you pledge to send a budget request to the city, the alderman that says that stays under the tax cap? She, she replied, no. Well, at least she's being honest there. According to district policy, fiscal 101, which, by the way, does not override the law. Policy does not override the law. One of the primary responsibilities of the board is to secure adequate funds to carry out an effective program of instruction. Unfortunately, the state continues to reduce its share of, of the school budget, and the burden continues to fall on the local community. So she says, no, there, let me go back. I could have had a redo. Do you pledge to oppose breaking the municipal tax cap? No, I got that right. She wrote, Yes. Neither the school board or the state legislature is responsible for setting the tax rate or voting to whether or not to break the tax cap. So she opposes, she supports, she opposes 
breaking the municipal tax cap in the questionnaire to the concerned taxpayers of Manchester, and she says she will not uh, will not support the tax cap to the union leader. So she supported it before she was opposed to it. She, <laughs> That's a very, very John Kerry-ish Right, well, answer. but, you know, it's the same thing she did on the benefits, you know, with the concerned taxpayers. Do you support eliminating health benefits for part-time members of the Board of Aldermen and the Board of School Committee? She checked off yes and then wrote, Yes, as there are no part-time members of either board. All members are full-time board members. If the question is whether I support eliminating benefits for our full-time board members, I would recommend setting up a system where board members can pay a higher share, up to 100% of what they currently pay for their health benefits. So, yes, she's she's in favor of eliminating uh, health benefits for part-time board members, but she says there are no part-time board members. They're all full-time. To the union leader on the question of benefits, she wrote, full-time board members who accept health benefits make quarterly payments to the school. Oh, by the way, she would know because she's one of them. Quarterly payments to the school district to cover a portion of those benefits. I support board members paying for a greater share up to 100% of the cost. But but by regularly repeating this conversation, we lose our focus on improving student achievement. Uh, Yeah. Well, like I said, they vote to cut everything but themselves. They've cut teachers. They've cut cleaning, maintenance, repairs. They've cut everything, but they voted for budgets, that, that, but they continue to vote to preserve themselves. And you know what? I would be willing to bet if Erica Connors had to pay 100%, she wouldn't because that 100% for her family coverage would be about thirty grand. Yeah, but... The so taxpayers are it. kicking in $24,000 to cover that $30,000 premium cost, and then because the city and the school district are self-insured... Every dollar in claims paid uh, is a dollar that comes from the taxpayer, of course, above the deductibles and all that other fun stuff, which are ridiculously low in the city. So Erica Connors um, trying to uh, give nuanced answers that show, I guess, what, enlightened, deep thinking on these issues. Yeah. Remember what Mayor for Life Bob Baines used to say, when people see what they get for taxes, they like paying them. Yeah, <laughs> something like that before he. Uh, yeah, well, he's not a mayor anymore, is he? No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, he was running around telling people people don't may, mind paying higher taxes as long as they're getting the services that they like. There well, you how, go. How'd that work out for you, Bob? <laughs> Didn't work out too. Well. I wish I could have gotten him to say that when I was running when he was running against me or I was running against him. <laughs> but so uh, continuing with our coverage of of these uh, candidates and their campaigns. And by the way, this is the same Erica Connors who apparently can't get enough of her friends and neighbors to write postcards. She's betting on the fact that people will read the card that says, Dear Enlightened uh, Voter, signed Bob or Jan, uh, without a return address or any identifiers, hoping that they won't apparently look at the postmarks from Cincinnati, Duluth, you know, Las Vegas, or wherever it is they're coming from. We have a state rep in Hillsborough that had people calling. It was a special election he won mm-hmm. against a pretty popular guy in town. This guy's barely awake when he goes to the yeah. state house. They were making phone calls from Central Park. <laughs> you know, call door to door, everybody they could in Hillsboro to get them to vote for this guy yeah. from Central Park. From Central Park. You know, and, oh, man. There you go. So the, um, new, the new the new reel. Yeah, the, the, the new the new reel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, you know, it's amazing. And they, these people only get involved in races where they think it's close. And all of the postcards that they write will uh, get enough Democrat voters to the polls to put them over the top. It says so right on their website. We're going to link to the website so you can you can check it out all by yourself. And who knows whether or not the controversy will have Erica on the phone saying, get that stuff off Facebook already. Somewhere because, there's a group of uh, people in skinny jeans. Yes, yeah, skinny you know, named, jeans. Named yeah. Caitlin. And, and this is, you know, Hassan Essa and Ward 12, too, <laughs> the uh, 
the the young gun who doesn't use his whole full name for some reason. Anyway, um, all right. So Brenda Nuiso, candidate for school bo- uh, alderman in Ward Seven, up against the venerable Billy Shea. Will you support the tax cap? And under what circumstances, if any, would you override it? The tax cap is on the minds. This, she is very like I was reading her answers, mm-hmm. and all I kept thinking is, "We are the Borg. We are the Borg. <laughs> we are the Borg." It's the tax cap on. is on the mind because every answer was she, she, all about it's on the mind of Ward Seven residents. Since its implementation, it has been overridden multiple times, and people are frustrated. Ultimately, I support finding the root cause of this problem. Ah, uh, it's called unsustainable labor union contracts. Hello. State downshifting doesn't help either, but uh, but they've got vote, their own problems. But she state. says she would vote to override the tax cap cap for guaranteed solutions to key problems, such as significantly reducing the ovio- opioid crisis. Oh yeah, there we go, Billy Shea. I would not vote to override the tax cap. Okay, <laughs> the issue has come up several times. Uh, the health benefits. This is on eliminating health benefits. The issue has come up several times. While talking to Ward 7 residents, I do not support eliminating health benefits for the Board of Aldermen. We need to evaluate other ways. Oh, she says, I do support eliminating health benefits to the Board of Aldermen. We need to evaluate other ways to encourage a diverse pool of candidates to run for local office. Apparently, she is unaware of what Ben Franklin said, and that is, if too many people are running for uh, a public office, cut the pay. It's too high. Oh, Billy Shea, who takes the benefits, would support eliminating the benefits, but the decision, he says, has to be decided by our charter commission. No, it it, it really doesn't, Bill. That's something the board decides. It's not... Or an individual. Right. The charter does not require benefits be offered. Anyway, Ward 7 residents want to know more than their adjacent neighbors. This is on the question of the opioid crisis and what the city should be doing. Ward 7 residents want to know more than their adjacent neighbors. Building a strong community with family-friendly activities and a strong neighborhood watch can help isolated folks who might be at risk. In addition, programs like Clean Needle Exchange would help us keep used needles out of parks and off the streets. Uh, Billy Shea writes, on the opioid crisis, all city departments, including the mayor and alderman, must continue to work together and receive more financial, state, and federal support for services and programs, including medical aid. Uh, on the question of does the charter need to be amended to have penalties that will deter aldermen and school board members from violating it. This should be good. Yeah. Before, writes Brendan Wiseau, before agreeing to support an amendment, I would need to see the text and learn about its intended consequences. Word 7 residents and I are concerned about the issues that arose this year. The issue does raise is an important concern. When we are talking about union contracts that affect hundreds of employees, if you rescue yourself, uh, recuse yourself from the vote, the people in your ward are not being represented. I believe we need to address the problem and not just the consequences. So the problem, it would be the remedy would be what? Prevent anybody with those conflicts from running? Yeah, elect people who don't have <laughs> conflicts of interest. That would yeah. be a start. Right? So that's, that's a no because she wants people to be able to violate the conflict of interest provisions like Ludwig and Shaw and yeah. Gamash have done. The situational ethics crew. Situational ethics crew. Yes. Uh, Bill Shea, I would definitely support an amendment as a deterrent for violating the charter by changing how members of the Board of Aldermen are referred to the Conduct Board. And then on the question of the uh, Yarger Decker pay scale, which gives every uh, city employee in Manchester. uh, Let me see. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm just getting this from a member of our large and loyal listening audience. Uh, 
Mayor Ted Gatzis, and I'm remembering this, Mayor Ted Gatzis voted to uh, proposed. this is on Erica Connors and the benefits question, Mayor Gatzis proposed actually increasing what board members pay to 50%. And um, the motion lost by one vote, hers, she abstained. <laughs> So that would have been that would have made it a tie vote, uh, and she abstained. And so. why is that, why is her vote public? She anyway? tends to abstain on a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, but her like vote shouldn't be public. All That's right. not right. So there you go. Thanks <laughs> to a member of our large and loyal listening audience for that reminder. She says she'd be willing to pay more, but voted. Oh, I'm sorry, abstained on a proposal by the mayor to have board members pay fifty percent. So she's you know really why? vested in that answer. Yeah, right? it comes out of her pocket. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all of the unions are. Uh, opposed to Billy Shea's reelection, he's one of those old-time Manchester Democrats. He's uh, he hates the taxes and loves the babies kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, where are they now? He, he said, "I have never supported the Yarger Decker in the first place, and it should replace his opponent, Brendan Wiseau." Ward Seven residents are concerned about union contracts, but many are not familiar with Yarger Decker. If we decide to change the plan and its implementation, would be critical. We cannot afford to be short-sighted, or we risk having. Uh, not having an experienced employee pool for management positions critical to our city's infrastructure and safety. Uh, you could have saved everybody a long read and just said no, because the unions are opposed. Anyway, we'll continue with this discussion. You are listening to the Dread Large Radio Show, brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. The city is undergoing a renaissance, and the mayor has crafted a blueprint that harnesses that energy. On taxes and spending, the mayor pledges to veto any budget that breaks the tax cap and will fight vigorously to keep your tax rates from skyrocketing. On uh, the practice of taxpayer-funded insurance for elected officials, the mayor says, yeah, not so much. He will continue to work to see that they are eliminated. Learn more about the mayor's 12-point plan at tedgatsis.com slash plan. That's tedgatsis.com slash plan. We're going to take a short break for traffic, weather, and sports. We'll return with Ed Nail as we evaluate candidate answers on questionnaires and why some of them give one answer to a taxpayer group and another answer to the union leader. 